You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Stephen with Awaken Church in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Thanks for joining us for the Awaken Church podcast or the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Um, usually our podcast is a, is recorded live during our worship gatherings, uh, recording of the sermon, and that's our, that's our regular podcast. Uh, but right now with COVID-19 being what it is and we are in the middle of kind of not being able to meet together regularly, we are doing our uh, online services on Sundays uh, through a Facebook live stream. And we're, the plan is to record the podcast at the same time. Only this week, our first go at it, uh, we had some technical difficulties with the podcast. So we're just going to record it again, just kind of uh, just kind of dry. And this may seem dry and different, uh, but I'm just going to go through the sermon with you. Um, so thanks for joining me for this, and I hope this is a blessing to you. So I was thinking a lot during the past few weeks as we've been uh, heading into this this whole issue with COVID-19 and social distancing and now stay-at-home orders in place for us in Louisiana. And I'm thinking a lot about the people in my life, the people who have really listened to me and uh, made a difference in my life by being good listeners. And I get told a lot that as a pastor and just as a person that I'm a really good listener. And I don't know if, how much of that is just uh, naturally uh, how, how I'm gifted and how much of that is learned behavior from just having people in my life, throughout my life, who have been really good listeners. One of those people that has really been on my mind was uh, a good family friend of ours named Vanessa West. Uh, the re- I guess the reason why she's been so much on my mind, uh, thinking about the people who are poured into me and people who really listen to me is because she just passed away a couple of months ago and uh, that's still kind of fresh in my memory uh, but but her husband Martin and, and she were our youth leaders at our church but they are they were also family friends and have been our entire you know as long as I can remember ever since I, my early teen years and uh, Martin was my first football coach and, and Vanessa was the lady who cut my hair and I even worked for them like a couple of summers as their pool boy and my, my payment as the pool boy was I got to swim in the pool anytime I wanted like so I spent the whole summer for several summers in the pool either cleaning or just swimming and having a good time and uh And I was thinking about Vanessa and how she was someone who really listened to me as a 15 to 17 year old uh, teenage boy uh, who just needed people, you know, somebody to listen to me. And she was there for that. She was she was great at that. And um, I I just will always remember her for that. So like the question is, how do you feel when someone really listens to you? How do you feel when somebody really listens to you? I think for a lot of us, we could feel like we're, we're heard or we're seen or we count or we matter or that we're loved because somebody took the time to listen to us. And that's, such, that's, a, that's a tremendous blessing. And so we're doing a series of sermons that's kind of leading us into Easter. And Easter is going to be really different this year for sure. But we're calling this series Bless Your Heart. And we're not using bless your heart like the the tongue-in-cheek, like snide way we tend to say the, the phrase bless your heart here in the South. But to highlight the reality that as we become more like Jesus, we realize that Jesus' plan is that we love our neighbors enough to bless them. So we're using the acronym BLESS. And this is not original with us. We we picked this up along the way. Some other churches have done this. I've read it in some books, actually. Uh, and BLESS is an acronym for begin with prayer, listen with care, eat together, serve in love, and share your story. 
So, so we've already did begin with, with, with prayer, and we didn't get a podcast recorded of that. Um, but, but today we are going to do, do, do this, listen with care. And how do we listen with care, and how do we bless our neighbors? So we're hitting some high spots as we do this through the narrative found in the book of Acts. And so we're in the book of ACTS, Acts, in the New Testament of the Bible. And we're going to see how the earliest followers of Jesus lived with purpose in such a way to bless their neighbors, to be a blessing. So today I'm going to be in Acts chapter 6 and read uh, verses 1 through 7. Acts 6 verse 1 says, But the believers rapidly multiplied. There were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers. They said, We apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and full of the Spirit and wisdom, and we will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. Everyone liked this idea, and they chose the following. Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenius, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles, who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted So here's like our big idea for digging into this. Being a blessing to our neighbors means listening with care. Blessing others, being a blessing, blessing others means that we listen with care. So here's the first thought I want to camp out on for just a few minutes. Our desire to listen can get wrecked. You know that. I'm sure you know that. Our desire to listen to others can get wrecked. Uh, one of the things that, that's wrecked my conversations many times is the television or, or a screen in front of me. A couple of years ago, I was uh, out on a, 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 an opportunity to have a date with my wife and go out to eat at a, at a restaurant, just she and I, and we sat down. And usually, typically, if I'm at a restaurant that has a TVs, I try to sit where I'm not facing the TV because I would rather have somebody else look at the TV and, and be the one being you know, ignored or, or distracted from than actually being the one who's distracted or the one who is ignoring the others. Um, if there, if there has to be that anyway, but, but, but I sat there and I, this, at this point I sat facing the TV because the world cup was on and I love the world cup and I love, uh, I love soccer and the Olympics and the world cup. And I try to watch as many matches as I can. And I sat down to eat with my wife and I remember pretty clearly that we were we were sitting there and maybe the food was already there but I know I was totally watching this game while she was talking and I know that I, I knew I was in trouble when I heard her say the first thing I really caught was are you listening to me when that's the when that's the beginning of you're on the end of the conversation and they they begin with are you listening to me that's not what they're beginning they've been talking and so I said something like I uh, yeah um, you were saying you you love me right <laughs> so yeah uh, so so we can we, our, our desire to listen can get can get wrecked I mean think about it what are some what are some challenges to really listening to others 
Well, by the time we get to chapter 6 in the story of Acts in the New Testament, the believers, the followers of Jesus, were experiencing some pretty wild times. They had begun with prayer. At Pentecost, which is a special day that happens in a big festival that took place where thousands of people came. Well, at Pentecost, 3,000 people began to follow Jesus, believing in his resurrection. So over the next few days, the church had grown from that 3,000 of people that began to follow Jesus to over 5,000. And they, they faithfully followed the plan of God, and God added to their number daily. And the Jesus movement was begun, and it begun, it was birthed out of prayer. They began with prayer. So there are folks that had come a great distance for the Feast of Pentecost. And, and, and when they heard about Jesus and they, they began to believe in him, they decided to stay in Jerusalem with the other believers. So folks like Barnabas, this is all found in the story of Acts, that they, they sold property in order to help those found who found themselves in need. So harmony was taking place. Unity was happening among the people of God. And the Holy Spirit of God moved through them. But there was a problem. There were local Christians who were Jewish believers who had been born and raised in the Jerusalem area. And then there were the outsiders, the, the ones that they're referred to as Hellenists or, or, or Greeks. Um, because they come from the Greek communities, the Gentile communities. And they were, they were now following Christ as well as the Jewish people who were following Christ. But they were welcomed, but they didn't quite fit in. There were some cultural differences and some things that were taking place. And one of the big ministries at the beginning of the church was taking care of widows. And the reason is because in, in that culture, a widow owned nothing. The Greek widows were somehow being left out of the daily distribution of food. And then some feelings got hurt, and there was complaining and murmuring going on, and the unity was being put to a challenge. So for the record, murmuring is never a good thing. I mean, let's do this. Let's talk to each other and not about each other. There's important for us because our desire to really listen to others can get wrecked. And so let's be people who talk to each other and not about each other. When we have a problem, something with potential to wreck our relationships, let's deal with it in a way that helps us become more like Jesus. Let's listen with care. Notice that the problem that took place in Acts 6 wasn't outside the mission of the church either, because taking care of the widows and the orphans was specifically spelled out as a big part of the church in that culture. Now, times have changed and culture has changed, definitely, but this is still an important part of our mission as Christians to care for those who need help, to care for those who can't care for themselves. This was a big part of the mission then. It's a part of the mission now. And the truth is, problems can arise even when we're focused on the mission. So we have to be able to work through them. And working through our problems requires listening. Even today as we're dealing with this virus that's going around. And the mission that I think everybody is on is how do we get this thing over with? How do we find a solution? How do we find uh, an antidote? How do we find a vaccine? How do, we, how do we let it run its course? How do we not get it? How do we not spread it? That's the mission. And problems can arise when we are focused on the mission. So we have to be able to work through them. And working through our problems requires listening. The next thought 
is that dealing with people takes work. And I know that's no surprise to you at all. Dealing with people takes work. A number of years ago, I worked in, in retail. I worked in retail for quite a while. And I worked at a store in New Boston, Ohio called Kmart. You, maybe you've heard of Kmart. And I was a, we didn't really, the, the term wasn't then, but it's basically utility clerk. I would come to work and clock in and they would give me a project to do. Restocking some shelves or work in a particular department or, or uh, you know, work, uh, unloading a specific truck or something. I had, I had a specific job to do. But my job was, as I was given a specific job to do, was to be available for all kinds of things. When they needed shopping carts cleared off the, the parking lot and brought in, that's they called me. When the bathrooms needed cleaned, they called me. When a customer needed help having something carried out that was too bulky or heavy for them, they called me. And that's what that's what happened with this story. Because dealing with people takes work and, and it's not always easy. And I went back to, to the layaway department and got this huge uh, big box and it was like a... a, a like a, a bookshelf or something, and and I wheeled it out on this two-wheel dolly, and I brought it up to the service desk where I was to meet the customer who had gotten this big box out of layaway, and they weren't there. And I stood there for ten minutes, and there was a clock over the over the service desk, and I remember it. Was, I remember clearly. It's been a, it's been a lot of years has passed, but I remember seeing this clock and going, okay, I've been standing here ten minutes. I've got to get back to my project. So I told the service desk attendant, I'm going to leave this here. I'm working on this project. As soon as you call me, I'll come up and as soon as this customer's ready and I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. No problem. So I'm back working on the project a few minutes and they call me and I come up and I'm there and the customer's not there. And I said, where's the customer? And they said, oh, we don't know. They, they said they were ready and then they walked out. And so, <clears throat> and so I stepped out with this box and I'm looking around. There's no nobody around there's no truck pulled up to the side for me to load it in i'm just standing there and i stand there and i stand there and i bring it back in and I, i'm at the service desk and another 10 minutes has passed and i said you know what i don't know where they are uh, maybe they had to go back in the store and get something but i'm going to my project because i've already stood here another another 10 minutes waiting for them so let's call, as soon as you call me i'll come and load it up for them no problem so a few minutes pass and they call me and I come up and this time this customer's there and this lady is mad. Her face is red. She's all kind of stomping, like tapping her foot, but it's almost stomping and she starts cussing at me and she starts telling me how sorry of an employee I am and how horrible it, I am as, a, as, a, as, a, as an employee that, to, to make them wait like this. And I said, man, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I waited up here twice for, for over 10 minutes both times and I'm and she said, you sure are sorry, and cussed me out again, and, and, and said, I said, well, you know, I'm I, here, let's load this up, and she said, well, you should have known, because our truck is right out there, and she pointed to the parking lot, a parking lot full of cars, and trucks, and vehicles, and on like the third row, about five spots down, was this truck, like, I'm supposed to know where this goes, and I just remember going, I, in, my, in my mind, I was like, lady, you are crazy, but I didn't say that. I said, you're right. I'm sorry. And I took it out, put it in their vehicle, came back in. And the people that were there kind of in that had heard all this, when I came back in, they were like, oh my gosh, she had no right to treat you that way. She had no right to speak to you that way. And, and uh, you handled that well. And the thing is, dealing with people takes work. Isn't it true that doing your best at just about anything takes work? And especially when it involves people, right? So, so, so the world... 
doesn't need a church or more Christians who are spectators. The world doesn't need, especially right now with what's happening in our world, fans of Jesus, like cheering on the, the body of Christ, or cheering, cheering on those who are doing the Jesus stuff, saying, oh, you can do it. You can do it. Go, go. The world needs the church to be the body of Christ. The world needs the church to be servants, working together to bring a little bit of heaven to earth right where we're standing. Because we're going through a time, we're going through hell right now. And the world needs the church to bring a little bit of heaven right here, right now, to the earth we're standing on. So Acts 6 gives us a little direction for dealing with people. Because dealing with people takes work. And so we see in how the plan that the, that the apostles laid out here, um, it really does give us a, an idea of how, some direction on how we can uh, deal with people. First of all, establish a clear path. Establish a clear path. That's number one. The apostles had set priorities, prayer and teaching God's word. This means they sought God's guidance first, and they trusted God to lead, and they, and, and they needed to spend time with him, or else they knew they were going to be in big trouble. So another priority they had was to develop disciples, to, to develop followers of Jesus, to baptize them and teach them the words and the way of Jesus. So the way I like to think of it is the, their, their priorities were, their path was pray, preach, prepare disciples. They had a clear path. Pray, preach, prepare disciples. A very clear path that they had established there. And so they decided, hey, we need seven leaders to do this. And they seven leaders were selected, and they didn't have to be begged to serve in this way. The passion to serve in this specific area was evident because they had listened with care to the complaint. Step two, equip others to be effective. Equip others to be effective. That's number two. The world, the, the, the word minister means to serve. The word minister means to serve or to meet needs. And the term for use of this in the, in the churches is deacon. When you hear the word deacon and, and maybe see it sometimes in, in the New Testament, it means to, to minister, the one who ministers or meets a need. But something that's been kind of lost that we're taking back at Awakened Church is that every follower of Jesus is a minister. Every follower of Jesus is a minister. People are what ministry is all about. So the apostles weren't saying, hey, we're not helping with this food pantry. Get somebody else to do it. They became aware the need for, of the need there for administration and structure when they listened with care about the widows who were not getting food. Because even in their prayer and preaching and preparing disciples, they knew it was about helping people. Number three, empower others to be more like Jesus. Empower others to be more like Jesus. That's our third step. That's our third way of how do we deal with people? How do we have a clear path? Well, the congregation selected seven ministers. The apostles turned their responsibility over to them. And all seven were from the Greek-speaking group. I think that's really interesting because uh, that's a big statement about empowerment. It's a big statement about belonging. Like all seven of the leaders, like they didn't say, hey, we're gonna, we'll figure this out. They said, we trust you to figure this out. We trust you to handle this and to carry it out. We empower you to do this. The apostles didn't micromanage the food ministry. They gave the authority and they gave support as it was needed, but they empowered leaders. And as empowered leaders, I promise you, those seven men didn't carry out the work of the ministry all themselves. They made sure it was done. They enlisted the right people to serve in this area. And I'm sure they developed a system for or, or, or a schedule to make this ministry even more effective than it had ever been. Because they listened with care, a real need was met, and they all became more like Jesus. 
So our desire to listen can get wrecked and dealing with people takes work. But what's really cool is this. Our listening actually becomes our witness. Our listening. When we, when we desire to bless our neighbors in such a way that we would listen with care, our listening actually becomes our witness. Listening is actually how Awakened Church, our church plant in Natchitoches, Louisiana, actually really got started. We listen to God. My, I listen to God. My wife and I, my family and I, we listen to God in prayer about where what He was doing in us and preparing us for. There's a team from the uh, Louisiana Congregational Ministries of Church of God, a church planting team, but that's why that's why I call it the LCMCOG. You can see why. It's a big, big phrase. Uh, LCMCOG, the church planting team, and they were listening to God. And then we met together and listened to each other. We listened to their vision and their thoughts about planting a church. They listened to our hearts. They listened to who we were and, and, our, and what we believed God was calling us to do. And as we listened to each other, the, the vision for Awakened Church was born. And then when we started this, started this ministry, um, we, listened to the, we, we listened to the community. We listened to the first attenders. We started having Bible studies in our home and inviting everyone we could. And the first people that started coming and meeting with us in our home, we would listen. We would ask questions like, what should this new church be like? And really, Awakened Church is, is the way it is today, a, a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. Because we listened in those early conversations. We also listened to the community. Uh, we, we went out with community surveys and said, hey, what's, what is, what's needed in Natchitoches? What are, the big, what are the most felt needs? And what's, what do you really like about the area? And, and then we you know, asked them questions about church and religion and, and then let them know, hey, we're a new church plant and do you have any advice for us? And here's some of the things that we heard. Well, the first thing we heard, like the, most, the, the biggest need in Natchitoches is better roads. That came from people that we met that lived here or in the area and and then quite a few folks that we did that were visiting uh, that we visiting town and we they took the survey as well and better roads was definitely the number one felt need. And we can't do a lot about that other than to, to pray and remind our leaders we need better roads. But but what we did find is we shared the vision for Nag- the, the, this church plan, a church where anybody can belong, a church that's about the mission of Jesus first and foremost, a church that's, that doesn't just seem to grow and be a, tr- a church and a big church, but to actually plant other churches and a church that's this multicultural to reflect not only the beauty of the kingdom of God, and but the reality of this community. And we heard continually because we, that as we listened, Natchitoches really needs a church like this. Natchitoches needs a church where you can belong. Uh, no matter no matter who you are, you can belong. Um, so we continue to do this, and so we continue to listen, and that is continuing to be our witness that we truly care. So think about listening again. What does listening do for relationships that talking doesn't? So Acts 6, the word of God spread, and the number of disciples increased rapidly. Even some of the Jewish priests began to believe in Jesus. That's huge. So how, how we continue to listen to one another and to our neighbors is a witness to our neighbors that we love Jesus and that we love them. So for us, it's a, it's a witness that we love Natchitoches. We love Northwestern State University. We're not, we're not offended by, by the mascot. We, we, we love you and we listen to you. So the key is listening with love, the love of Jesus. In John 13, verse 34 and 35, Jesus said, So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. 
Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So the first group of Christians began to have an outlook on life that was much different than the rest of the Roman Empire. Because the Romans feared death. That's one thing about the Roman Empire. As Romans, the people of Rome, they feared death because they, they didn't believe in an afterlife, and, and, but, but they believed in a non-existence. Or at best, there, were, there, was, a, there was a group uh, in, uh, of the Romans who, who believed in a, that you, there was an existence in the shadows of an underworld, but that was it. The first Christians believed in, in eternity. They believed in life after death. They believed in, 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 in heaven. Uh, so they didn't fear death. And we see that all through the New Testament. We see that in history. The believers, the followers of Jesus, didn't fear death. Secondly, the, the, another thing, the Romans viewed mercy as something to be mocked and ridiculed. They even had a phrase that translates as, the cry of the undeserving for mercy must go unanswered. The cry of the undeserving for mercy must go unanswered. Wow. Well, the Christians saw mercy as something Jesus did and something Jesus had called them to. So the early church grew the way Jesus wanted it to grow because they had the same priorities as Jesus. They didn't have the same priorities as the culture around them. Get that. The early church grew the way Jesus wanted it to because the early believers had the same priorities as Jesus, not the same priorities as the world around them. So we truly bless our neighbors when we have the same priorities as Jesus. So being a blessing to your neighbors means listening with care. So what's the next step? What, what, what do I do with this? I would suggest a couple of things. First of all, I would say to try to develop a habit of listening twice as much as you speak. Now, if you're like me, that's difficult. For, uh, for, for many people, it's not that hard. It's not as difficult because more people are... are, 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 are uh, the more people are introverted, the, the less they really kind of engage in the conversations a lot. But here's the thing with Pete, with, if you're like me, it's really difficult. But what we've got to do is we've got to learn to do this. We've got to find a way. Let's let, how, can I, how can I develop a habit? How do I develop a habit of this? Listening twice as much as I speak. And another next step is possibly this. Maybe turn off the distractions. Turn off your screen. Turn off your tablet. Turn off your phone. Turn off your TV. Turn off your computer for just a little while to show someone you really care enough to really listen to them. Don't have a conversation while you're looking at a screen. Turn off the screen and have a conversation and really listen to them. Lord, help us to, to, to listen the way you listen to us. Lord, you listen to us, and I'm sure you... You, you hear all kinds of things when we come to you in prayer. Lord, you've called us to be, as followers of Jesus, to be people who love our neighbors. And Lord, we want to do that. We want to love our neighbors. We want to, more than anything, we want to be more like Jesus. And we come to realize that means loving our neighbors and being a blessing to our neighbors. So Lord, help us to bless our neighbors and give us opportunities to listen, especially now. Lord, we're in this, this time and this season where this virus has spread and, and it's like nothing that's ever affected us before to this level so that we are at stay-at-home orders and people are, are in quarantine and, and this virus is spreading and people are scared and fearful and Lord, may the body of Christ rise up with a listening ear not to try and offer all solutions and tell people, uh, you know, tell people that things they don't need to hear but to just listen with the love and the grace of Jesus Christ and then, Lord, we will begin to be a witness of you and your grace and your mercy.
Lord, we do pray for healing. We do pray. We don't want really discard, to discard that, discount that. Lord, we want to know, we, we believe that you're a healer. And so, Lord, we're asking that you would bring healing to our, to our world. Yes, to our state, to our city, to our nation, but Lord, to the world. This is a worldwide pandemic that's going on. And God, I'm just praying, we're praying that you would bring deliverance and healing. And you would receive the glory for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.